y'all, you're listening to the Babbling with Jazz podcast, where I, your host, Jasmine Charlie, hold nothing back while living and speaking my truth. I'm on a mission to inspiring those who need it and also having the important conversations on topics that people tend to overlook or avoid. So join me as I babble about this beautiful gift that we call life. What's poppin' family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast. You already know what day it is. You know what time it is. Y'all, it is Axe Jazz time. Now, first and foremost, I know, I know last week wasn't no Axe Jazz. I, I apologize. I, I really do. Look, but look though, but look on the bright side. Check this out. Check this out. I'm coming back and better and I have a upcoming treat for the fam okay because that wasn't cool of me that was not cool of me at all I know I know people were waiting for the axe jazz and I sincerely apologize but look this episode is going to be amazing and then I have a special treat coming up for all the family members coming very soon so I just first and foremost want to say thank you Hmm. Announcements before I begin the show. First and foremost, this is the last Axe Jazz that I'll be doing at 20 years old. My birthday, I turned 21 this Friday in two days. Come on, what's popping with you? August 9th, let's get it popping. Also, Babbling with Jazz, the show is turning one years old on August 15th. And y'all, this is my baby. Babbling with Jazz is truly my baby. So I know a, a giveaway is definitely in the works. And I just want to do something else as well. Like, give me some ideas like I could do personally for Babbling with Jazz. Like, do I get a Babbling with Jazz birthday cake? Do we do? I, I, I don't know. But I definitely want to do something for the birthday. Upcoming birthdays is coming soon. A lot of people are asking. I've been getting emails about like, Jazz, can I send fan mail or letters and stuff like that? I'm going to like get a P.O. box so you guys can send any goodies. And look, all I want for my birthday is for you to give to someone, for you to serve the next person in whatever way. If it's helping somebody do something, serve, be a servant that day. Share the podcast episode, share whatever your favorite episode is with somebody you love or somebody that you don't love, but you want to share it with them. That's love right there, ain't it? (laughs) But share the episode, share the show with somebody. You can show me love on my social media sites, jazz.efoma on Instagram, jasmineefoma on Twitter. Show me some love. If you want to buy me a book, because I love reading, I love books, I love knowledge, I'm going to make like an Amazon... like an Amazon wish list of like all these different books that I would love to read. Um, it's not by force though. It's not by force. You know, if it's on your own liking. If you want to, you know, buy me book. You can buy me book. You can, you know, for my birthday. But it's not by force. So let me just say that now. It's not by force. I love you guys so much though. Um, I'm really excited. Chapter 20 has taught me so much and it's very, I'm going to get very emotional, not only on my 21st birthday, but the very first birthday for Babylon with Jazz. Because like I will always say, this show just has changed my life. It really has. It is something that I always needed, but never knew I needed. And when God put it in my face, like here, you need this. I'm like, God, what is this? I don't want it. I don't care about this. I want YouTube. And I just thank God so much for just being passionate patient with me um because like I said he didn't told me about making this podcast up for a very 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 long time 
And this podcast has changed my life. And for it to be turning one, I really feel like babbling with jazz is a child. Like it's, it's a literal living, breathing human being. And I'm like the mother, a single mother out here running everything. Solo produce this show. I create, I create the show, solo produce it, solo edit this show. Like this is all one. It's ran by one person, me. I'm running the, I'm running the shots here. It's been going strong for one year. I've been nominated for podcaster of the year for speaker con like this is crazy i don't even want to say it's been ran by me let me just say it's been ran by the holy spirit the holy spirit be flowing through me that's helping me edit produce and distribute this podcast on all platforms that is huge okay so i just want to just uh you know a little church no shout outs and before I even jump into the show, I asked a question um, on the Babbling With Jazz Instagram last week. And I asked, you know, do does anyone, do you have any friendship requirements? And if so, what are they? And I just want to read some. So shout out. So this is why it's important to follow the social media sites because you could get shouted out on the show. Okay. So I asked people, what are your friendship requirements if you have any? So right here I have hey underscore chinure. And she said, I can't tolerate a leech someone who takes and takes and takes and doesn't think to give it doesn't necessarily have to be material items for example let's say I have a friend who has a relationship issue or just talks to me when they're going through something or need something but whatever it's but whenever it's the other way around they never make themselves available for when I need them or somehow they're always too busy to be there for me or doesn't even think to check up on me and see how I'm doing who hate underscore chinure that is a word we do not rock with leeches I tell people all the time it will just it, it, it being drained and people who don't pour back into you I think that is definitely a, a big indicator of a leech and mm-mm, I need mean, my friendships need to we need to both pour into each other I have here boo foso bosho I'm so sorry Bo for show, Bo for show underscore says, ooh, I can't, if you can't check yourself, we all aren't perfect. But if you don't check yourself when you mess up or get mad when others do, we can't be friends. I definitely think that is a good um, example there, Bo for show. You know, self-awareness is key. No one, you are in the wrong. I I don't want to say hate, but I despise rocking with very prideful people who cannot admit their wrongs. We all are born of the same flesh, so we all fall short in some time, you know? So definitely you need to understand and check yourself when you are wrong. I got Andre underscore my home saying loyalty first, and that is period. Come on, Andre. I have Amari here who says accountability. And I said that I said that is a major key, Amari. I have here Samantha Pinnock who said love a friendship that understands that we are all adults and have things going on with our lives just because we have not seen slash talk with one another in a couple days to weeks does not make the friendship anything less than what it was before who Samantha that is a word because first like I, I friendships like that I feel like are we truly friends if we can go days without talking like we're grown now you know what I'm saying it's 2019 people got things to do people are running businesses people have families you know people have so many other obligations so I feel like it's very foolish to base our friendship 
on the time we spend together and time we communicate together. I totally agree, Samantha. Like that is just, ugh. I know me personally, I really suck at texting. It's really bad. And I've been, I've been saying I want to work on it, but it's like, if I suck at texting, maybe texting just isn't my natural go-to, unless it's very important I'm texting you. But it's like, I can't, if, if I suck at texting, I cannot break my neck. I cannot come and kill myself. How us Nigerians say, I cannot come and kill myself to, to break my back and text you. When I hate texting, when I'm not good at texting, you're going to get, I'm going to reply when I reply. Now, does it mean that I'm not a good friend or that I don't care about you or that maybe I haven't replied back to in a couple days, but I still love you. I still get my life for you. I just, I'm just a very busy person. Okay. So I definitely agree with that, Samantha. Let's read one more. Okay. I have Miss underscore Mitch and she said liars. Mm, Come on, sis. Let's give it to me. Give it to me. She said liars. It truly grinds my gears when friends think it's necessary to lie to me in any situation. It's easier to just say, I'm not comfortable showing you the real me yet. It's weird and honestly makes me think I can't trust them. Who that is a word. Liars goes back to, I believe, loyalty. No, I think somebody said trustworthiness. Well, no, Amari earlier said accountability. So I feel like, how can you truly be accountable if, how can I truly depend on you when you're lying to me I have I give so much respect to someone who keeps it a buck and who just keeps it real like I cannot stress that enough like I will respect you more than telling me straight up even though it hurts me or the next person but it's the truth hey we have to realize as people the truth hurts and I I love what you said miss underscore Mitch because it's like we can it's like It's okay not to be at a certain level yet in your friendship to disclose certain type of information. Like I keep saying us Nigerians will say it is not by force. It is not by force. Don't force yourself. If you are not ready to disclose a certain type of information, say you've been through something as a child and you don't want to talk about your childhood. Instead of lying and making up this glamorized childhood that you know you never had just so you can cover your dark childhood, just say, you know, I'm not comfortable talking about my childhood or my, my relationship with my father or my mother growing up. I'm not comfortable talking about that yet. Transparency is key and so much freedom comes in transparency. So um, thank you guys for commenting. This was really nice. Um, And then you guys can check out more of the comments that people dropped below under this post on the Babbling with Jazz social media sites. Um, Check it out on the Instagram Babbling with Jazz. So y'all, without further ado, let's jump into these questions. Welcome guys to the Ask Jazz segment here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast. So this week's first question is, Jasmine, I need help on this situation I'm kind of in. Last year was my freshman year of college. Long story short, I was the prime example of young and dumb. I was friends with benefits with an upperclassman who was consistently on and off with his girlfriend. This summer, I've been really working on myself and maturing. I'd be lying if I said some parts of me weren't broken, but this summer has been amazing and my mindset is so different now books your podcast the gym got himself and amazing friends contributed to my growth and healing but my dilemma is right here School is starting back soon, and he's hitting me up and asking me if we're still on for this school year. He claims he wants to get serious with me and that this summer he just needed time to work on himself. That was his excuse for ghosting me. That's what she put in parentheses. How do I let him know that I'm not interested in his games and that I'm ending whatever nonsense we had? Okay, so first and foremost, great question. 
No, not even first and foremost. First and foremost, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you of number one, just choosing to commit to an action that serves you for your greater good. You said that this summer you took the time out and focused on yourself and worked on healing yourself. You understood that some parts of you were broken. And I tell people all the time, hurt people hurt people, you know, and I'm just so proud of you and all the growth that you've made. Um, Reading this message is just like, wow, I, I sense so much maturity in you. So I don't want you to look back at your freshman year. I mean, I mean, we've all had young and dumb moments in our life. I could, I have so many stories of it, even myself. So sis, it's okay. The fact that you have now are choosing to grow from this is big. So when it comes with this, you know, this young guy boy talking about, he claims he wants to get serious with you on that, this summer that he just needed a space, mm-mm, sis girl run run from this if he didn't ghost the jew this whole summer but now it's getting convenient for him again because he knows that school is starting back in a couple of weeks tell him straight up that's not who i am anymore or if you better yet you could ghost him no actually me personally i wouldn't advise ghosting him simply because i feel like it would still give him a chance to somehow approach you because you guys do um go to the same school so you guys are on the same campus you know he could since if you just ghost him and he bumps into you in the cafeteria or something it might give him incentive to walk up to you and talk to you or something like that and chit chat but we ain't got no time for that because we're in a whole different ball game right now and we love ourselves too much to put ourselves in position with men who clearly number one don't understand and respect our worth Number one, and ladies listening, this is a red flag for any man, girlfriend or not. If a man does not respect your worth, if he doesn't truly see the value in who you are, that is not the man for you. I wouldn't even say a friend for you because it's like, I don't want to be friends with anybody who doesn't understand my worth. Because if you don't see my worth, there is no way that you will be able to serve me in the way that sees fit. And when I say serve, I don't mean in the sense that I'm the queen and you bow down to me and do what I say. Serve me as in fill me up. We, we are called to serve all of us. We're servants. Service is the, 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 the industry in which God raised in y'all. God is in the service industry. We are to serve one another, strangers, even the ones we despise and hate. Even when we're technically not even supposed to hate anyone, really. Hate is literally outside of who God is because God is love. So we're supposed to love each other. This is why God says love our enemies. So I'm saying that he's not even in the place to fully serve you to who you truly are. And you're, you're in a whole different mind space. And It's funny that he's saying that he needed to work on himself because if he was truly working on himself and bettering himself as a man, quote unquote man, that is supposed to lead you, right? Because that's what men are supposed to do, right? If he was working on that this summer, that's why he ghosted you. The fact that he's coming back now and is asking if you guys are going to be on this upcoming school year with the same festivities, where did you grow? What were you really doing this summer? Because if, if you truly were working on yourself, you really would have came up to me and said, oh, you know what? As a man, I apologize for treating you below your worth and thinking, making you feel like it was okay for you to be us, for us to be friends with benefits, even though you knew and I knew myself. Let me just take accountability for myself. That's what a true man would say, making accountability for his own actions. But he would be like, and I had a girlfriend, 
regardless if we're on and off, I was emotionally invested in somebody. And it is unfair for me to be doing this friends with benefit nonsense with you. That's what a true man who grew and changed over the summer would be like. So honestly, sis, tell him straight up, that's not what I'm on this semester. And if you, it's up to you if you really want to, him to be in your life, if you really want us them him to be friends. But it's like, you claim friends with benefits. I don't know what you guys were doing, but regardless, friends, that was the first title in the in the phrase, right? Friends with benefits. That wasn't even truly a friendship. It wasn't a friendship because it wasn't helping you al- getting a, get in alignment with your purpose. It wasn't keeping you um, on track or he wasn't keeping you accountable of what you're supposed to do. And maybe he doesn't know what your calling or your purpose is. But as a woman, was he keeping you in alignment with what your purpose is as a woman? It wasn't. He wasn't. So this is not a friend. So just tell him straight up. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Last year, I was young and dumb. Own up to yourself to him. Like I was young and dumb and I should have never even gotten myself involved with, with you. And I'm good on that. I'm sorry. And I would like it if you could just keep away from me. I think it's best if we just keep our distance. See, sis, I want you to know that when you are doing something in life and when you are growing and bettering yourself, that tests will come so people from our past chapters will resurface back into our lives and it's up to us to successfully beat and not beat but pass the test i tell you guys the story all the time about my karmic flame and how for years on and off i always thought oh we're meant to be because we're meant to be he's meant to be my friend because he's always coming back in my life after some point in time, right? I'm thinking, oh, we're, we're, we always find our way back to each other. My goofy self, no. It was God literally giving me the same test until I could pass it. Until I fully understood that this man completely had no dis- no regard for my well-being. He did not care about me like he, like he would lie and say that he would. And he truly did not love me in the way that he said he did. And it was up for, it was until I understood, okay. And I put my foot down when the test stopped. So just because he resurfaced back into your life does not mean that maybe it's meant to be or maybe he's God sent. No, he could be a God sent test. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So tell him straight up. This is not what it was. I'm not the same person as I was last school year. I'm sorry. Keep it pushing. Bada boom, bada bang. And keep growing. And don't let this friends with benefit nonsense is foolish. I'm keeping a buck with everybody. We are, do you know your worth in ad tax. Friends will benefit Guinea. Guinea means what in Igbo? Friends will benefit, huh? Who? Me? Get out of my face, not my portion. What are we? Mm-mm. We're either friends or we not. We're either, we're dating or we're not. Have your requirements of what you require from a man and stand by them. Don't lure it for anybody. Some Some guys tell me that I'm very intimidating and it's like, Am I a threat to your manhood? Like, if I'm intimidating to you, that means that I'm just probably not the woman for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry, but I will not lower myself. Friends will benefit what? What? When you know yourself, you are a wife, that you are a gem and how God views you. Ask yourself before you roam off with this man behind closed doors or certain men, period. Is this pleasing to God? Is God even happy with me put, you know, associating, my, associating myself with this person? Because believe it or not, God views us women so preciously and he wants he he wants us around the right type of man. 
the right type of man. So that is so important to know and understand. So I'm so proud of you, sis. I love you. I, I pray that you continue reading your books, listening to podcasts, you know, uh, praying, keep God closest. The, the elevation will show up like never before. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I'm so proud of you. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> so next question here is jazz. What are your thoughts on the Nicki Minaj tweet? I'll send you the screenshot below. I was curious about your answer. Okay, guys, so let's go to the screenshot. So I have a screenshot here. It's Nicki Minaj on Twitter. And she says, I have a real question. Take this poll. Ladies, should we be the weight we want to be or the weight our partner wants us to be? If your partner likes you, quote unquote, thicker, should you take that into consideration or... And then the poll uh, information, the poll suggestions are yes, I want to please Bay, f what Bay talking about, or I try to compromise. Mm, this is a very interesting question and topic. Thank you for sending me this question because who? Let's dig in. Me personally, I ain't compromising nothing. What am I compromising? Huh? Huh? Not my portion compromising no never compromise anything compromising literally means settling and i know that i was not put on this earth to settle so what am i settling for now when it comes to somebody that i'm dating and i'm in a relationship with okay relationship with this is my body you must accept me in the way that i am okay if you want to be with me if you want to be with me, you must accept me for who I am. Ain't no, babe, you need to lose weight. Unless, maybe, check this out. Unless, if it's like I was maybe slim, okay, in the beginning. I don't know why I'm in my African accent today, but it's just coming out. So, maybe, if I'm slim one day, and like, I'm starting to gain weight, right? And I'm like, okay, and you know, my bae is like, okay, bae, you, you, I don't even like the word bae. Oh my goodness, yuck. I don't even know why I'm saying that. If my significant other is like, okay, babe, like you get, you kind of gain in some way, you know, you know, let's, you know, let's uh, go work out or let's, you know, do a jog or go on a bike ride. Let's do some stuff like that. Let's get back fit and healthy. Then I kind of understand because for health reasons. And I know that I do want to be with someone who wants to push me to being the healthiest version of myself, not just mentally and spiritually, but physically as well. But it's like, even if I do start gaining weight, I need for you to be okay with my weight gain and not force me to get healthy. Like say for instance, if I say, you know what, babe, I don't want to lose weight. I think I, I like it like how it is. You better accept it. You, you can't be holding it over my head. Shout out to my ex-boyfriend who's not my best friend now, Kevin. Y'all, when I was on birth control, who don't do it, ladies. I gained like 40 plus pounds. I gained a lot, a lot, a lot of weight and I was severely depressed. It was like one of the worst times of my life. Not once did Kevin leave my side. Not once did he make me feel inadequate about my weight. He actually was even gassing me up about my weight. You know, he obviously knew and we both knew that I was gained. I gained a lot of weight, but he wasn't like looking at me any less because it should be deeper than the physical. You know what I'm saying? And this is why it's like when guys approach me and ladies... Um, in general, like ladies in general, take this into consideration. Not like not when ladies approach me, but when guys approach me and I can tell that they're like glamorizing my looks or my physique, I kind of off bat. I'm like, mm, you probably aren't the one for me because I don't want a man to off bat be attracted to my physical because I know that my body will soon, you know, 
our bodies, you know, are temporary. Right now, God forbid, though, I could hide my face, how beautiful it is now. God forbid I could get a bomb blew up in my face tomorrow and my face be all disorganized and stuff. And it's like, are you still going to love me the same or were you just attracted to my beautiful face? It's like, but my spirit my, my, my soul, that is what, that is what really holds weight. And I want somebody to be attracted to that. That should be the real thing. So it's like me, I don't want to lose weight or I don't want to change my body physique to please you because it's like, why am I altering myself, my physical, my flesh? Why am I altering myself to, to please you when truly you supposed to be controlling me spiritually? You get what I'm saying? It's deeper than the physical because our bodies eventually will soon pass away. It's like, love me for who I truly am. And my body, like that itself will come together when it comes together. You got to love her, you love it or love it or leave it at this point. I'm not compromising. That's so that's negative. That's what one of the um, options F what they talking about. And that's true. Honest. I think that's what I'm settling for. That's what I'm gonna go with. F what they talking about, because I'm not changing nothing about myself to please the next person, because what? if me being thick is pleasing to him but it's literally depressing to me be comfortable in who you are the right person will come to you and everything will be okay change what's huh not my portion moving on <laughs> last question for today's episode is is smoking marijuana a sin and not of god very 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 good question um, I definitely believe it is the time to start talking and addressing this um, family um, as a family. Um, to be honest, yes, it is a sin. But before we even jump into that, let's understand what sin is. Sin means the Greek definition of sin means what? Um, no, the Greek word for sin. Oh, basically, sin means missing the mark. All right. Sin means missing the mark. We know that God brought us here on earth so we can experience him and to experience the fullness of life, to experience the fullness of your purpose. And when you miss the mark, that means you're falling off short. That means that you're not reaching God's standard. You're not reaching God's fullness, that you're actually, you're missing the mark. You're missing the fullness. You're missing the fullness of this life. Now, I um, recently just gave up smoking and um, I been me and Jay and I can't wait for me and Jay to have Jay on the show because we've been talking about we're going to do an episode on this. So I'm going to give you like the basic bland example, um, bland answer and definition. But there's going to be a whole episode where we break this thing down and expose the truth about this and shine the light to get clarity and understanding. Um, but. God has been dealing with me and Jay on this for a very long time. And we literally would ask ourselves like, gee, is this really, is this really of God? Because it's like, hey, I, it's not taking away my faith in God. I still believe God is God. I believe he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. I understand that I can still function, quote unquote. And I feel like we can't really, me personally, let me just speak for myself. I know, number one, I knew that when I got high, I knew the first thing was my focus was stolen from me. And I know that the enemy is here to still kill and he's here to steal, kill and destroy. I know that my focus was it was off. If I was high trying to do some homework, I knew I couldn't do that. I knew that I only could smoke if I didn't have anything to do because my focus would be stolen. I couldn't concentrate on just one thing. My high mind would just be roaming all over about the place. 
I also knew that I, when I got the munchies, I know that how, what the Bible says about gluttony, which is like the overindulgence of foods or anything pleasurable. And, um, I think that spirit, when it comes with gluttony, the overindulgence, that that's really what your munchies are. And I know that's a demonic spirit, the gluttony spirit. And I understand that this is something that our generation, especially well, the world period is, you know, uh, dealing with a lot today and, I never, I could say, let me be honest in black and white with myself. I see a lot of people, a lot of people that I personally know or even don't know. I see it's a lot of idolization that comes with uh, marijuana and smoking. It's like people would rather wake and bake than wake and pray. You get what I'm saying? And it's like people forget that worship isn't just bowing on your knees, kneeling down and thinking a thing, but it's literally choosing and taking part in something and if it's like a routine for someone and it's like you, you are literally an idol is anything that's put over god and it really would always grieve my spirit when i would see people say i need to clear my mind so i need to go smoke i'm super stressed so i need to go smoke if you are putting it in that context, that means that weed has become your idol because you are depending on that substance to help you with your stress, to help you with your anxiety. Because, oh, I I'm, I deal with anxiety, so I need to loosen up and when I to get to get more free, I need to get high. That is literally an idol. That's an idol move. And I realized me personally that and, and, oh, back to the thing about Jay. Me and Jay realized that it was like when we would ask ourselves this, like, yo, is, you know, and we know that this isn't taking away our faith in God. So, like, is God really, like, is God happy with us smoking? And I think it, the, the thing that I noticed is when we get these questions, like, is God, you know, is this of God? That is literally the Holy Spirit pricking our hearts, like tapping us and letting us know like, hey, this probably isn't of God. Like nine, nine times out of 10, it isn't. If you have a question in your head about anything, like, is this pleasing to God? Then nine times out of 10, it really, it really isn't. And I realized that, and I know that I'm not a slave to anything. So there's a lot of people and I've spoken to a lot of people and I'm not going to make it seem like I haven't. I haven't been on that side. I never was the type of person who like was a big weed head. I guess I'd smoke periodically. There was a time in my life. I make sure that I get high before I go went to work every day because it was such a toxic work environment. And I'm like, yeah, I need to roll me a blunt and go in this and go in this thing high before I, you know, start my shift. But even after that, like I literally like toned down a little bit, but I'm saying that I know I've talked to a lot of people who, say that they want to quit or go on a break or, you know, weed hiatus and they can't even make it to a week or they can't even give it a couple days. And that to me was the very triggering alarm to me um, when I would, when I, back when I was smoking or whatever, because it's like, I'm seeing how big of an effect, uh, uh, how big of a stronghold it has over certain friends that I know that I'm a powerful being and to know that I'm a slave to nothing because Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. So I'm a, I'm not a slave to any single thing. And to see people literally be slaves to these things. I know people who cannot go a day without smoking, who can't go a week without smoking. If you tell somebody, dude, can you go a couple months without smoking? They'll literally laugh at you like, nah, bro, I can't do it. But my thing is why, why can't you, you literally can, you came into this world without the dependence 
scent of marijuana. But once you literally took that first hit of that blunt, you now open the door in the spirit and you literally have given the enemy full rights um, to your life. And I want to back it up at least with one Bible verse because I know some people going to be like, well, no, ain't no way. And I know the weed heads going to be trying to come for me. Don't argue with me. Argue with your heavenly father. So one of the Bible verses I want to uh, even, you know, elaborate on is in it's in first Peter's it's uh, chapter five, verse eight, and how it says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Peep how it says, be alert and of so- sober mind. I know that when I'm high, I'm not fully as alert as I claim I am. Now people say, well, I know everything that's going on. I can drive high. I can function completely fine when I'm high. I know my ABCs when I'm high. That is true. But a part of you, the enemy still has taken your your full soberness and your focus and then let's talk about the holy spirit now this is why i thank god for godly friends because jay shout out to you jay you've literally helped me um give me more clarity um on this topic as well because when i was literally battling this jay brought up such a good point when it talks about the holy spirit when we're any type of intoxication okay any type of intoxication dilutes the holy spirit's voice and this is why i this is why i understand now that the bible speaks about drunkenness i do believe it's about moderate i feel like personally still this is my personal like my personal thoughts i believe drinking is moderation moderation but it's a difference between drinking and then drunkenness when you're drunkenness you have literally taken yourself out of the spirit and the thing is we're supposed to as, as 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 followers of God, as kingdom citizens, we're supposed to operate in the spirit 24-7. Do you understand? 24-7. And it's like if the spirit is is all being, all supreme, everything I could ever need or want, then there should be no reason that I need to get intoxicated in any form. And I'm just keeping it black or white. And it, it kind of hurts because like, dang, God, I'm just I'm literally about to turn 21 and I'm kind of understanding this. But it's like I we, it's important for us to walk in the spirit 24 seven. And Jay even brought up this good point that the, the spirit, the Holy Spirit doesn't even it doesn't even dwell in an unclean place. And our bodies are little the vessels of God. Guys, I cannot make this up. There is one one time. There have been so many times, and this is how I know it was God, because there have been so many times where I would be um, I would be dealing with smoking or whatever, and I literally opened, there was one specific time, I opened up a ramp, I was like, okay, God, I really feel like smoking or something like this, and you know what, I'm going to just open this random Bible verse, say whatever you want to say to me, I'm just going to open my Bible up randomly, and I'm going to just read whatever, and hopefully you give me a word. Do you guys know, God is my witness, and Jay is my witness as well. I opened up this Bible verse, I forget where it came from, but it was basically talking about how our bodies are God's temple and how we, we, we like the importance of not defiling our bodies and, and indulging that stuff in. And then let, let's even get into when people be coughing and stuff. And it's like, if I know that initially coughing, sneezing, disease of any kind, like that was never God's intention anyway. In, since the beginning of time so it's like 
the people that be coughing like oh it gets you higher no that is just your flesh trying to excuse the, the side effect of doing this thing if i know god is loving i know like why am i coughing why am why am i coughing why why does it burn my throat it's like we, we try to justify these signs and i can't even believe i'm at this point this is showing you god nothing but growth because you know i just never i would try to justify it all day long like you know it's you know it's a part of the thing after after you start smoking for a while the burn don't even it's not even that bad but honestly black or white y'all it's like is this pleasing to god and it's like god, our bodies are so precious to god so it's like is my throat getting burned is my chest hurting from coughing and getting all smoked up and stuff is is that pleasing to god because this is his temple and, and, am i treating it right and it goes the same with am i eating right and i and i don't want to be that type of person who will just talk about smoking this is with everything your whole body are you feeding your body its proper nutrients are you giving your body the proper exercise that it needs this is god's body this is the vessel that god is choosing to do its work through here on this earth and it's like the holy spirit you're literally you're literally filtering out the Holy Spirit when you get intoxicated and you're not of sober mind. You will not be able to see the enemy roaring like a like a lion looking for who he can devour because you're so drugged up. Let's keep it a buck. Your alertness isn't even on point or as keen as it would be as a sober mind. And this is why the Bible always talks about being sober mindedly, being, being of sober mind. I know we live in a world where everyone is doing, and this is another thing, another red flag for me. It's like if I know that as a kingdom citizen, i'm supposed to be set apart it's like if i know i'm supposed to be set apart if i know that now the everybody in a mama is smoking now y'all let's keep it black or white so many people be smoking shit even though even 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 the government has now they're, they're about to legalize marijuana maybe not the whole government but at least for my state illinois they're about to legalize this thing states are starting to legalize this thing but and i know a lot of people say well it's being legal that does not matter there's been so many instances in the bible where the truth god's word was over the law even when Jesus was born, when King Herod sent out a law to kill, to kill the babies, to kill baby boys and stuff. And to, they were trying to kill Jesus. That was the law, the law. So I'm not trying to hear, well, it's legalized. It doesn't matter. And we have to understand who is the prince of this earth world. And it's like, if everybody is doing this thing, if everybody's getting high, bro, and I know that I'm supposed to be set apart. It's like, I under, now I'm seeing that the world loves this thing. And usually since the, since we're, we live, the world is in a fallen state. It's not in God's true initial state for what it re really was supposed to be. The truth is now always fought against. We're fighting against a fallen state of the world. Everything that we're truly supposed to be standing for, the world despises it. The world hates it. The world thinks it's lame. The world thinks it's stupid. The world thinks it's doing too much. No, we live in a fallen state. This is the truth. And in the end, everyone will know the truth at the end of the day. But it's like when when we're indulging in this stuff and i know that everybody of the, a lot of people the world loves this thing because everybody loves getting high now let's keep it a buck but so many people are slaves to this thing and it's like what god i don't want to be a slave to anything i'm a slave to nothing i'm a i'm a royal priesthood my father is the king my father is the creator of this world why am i why am i breaking my back to find a place to go smoke in peace that's one of the, my red flags and i can only speak for my personal testament and this is the thing 
you know, it comes with growth too. Like I said, um, me and Jay are going to make a whole episode about this and break this thing down. So y'all be prepared for this, but the truth is coming out. Um, but there was a time in my walk and I was telling Jay like, well, I feel no conviction whatsoever because Jay was feeling some type of conviction. And I was like, well, I feel no conviction ever. So do what's best for you. You know what I'm saying? But me personally, I don't feel anything. And that was at one point in my walk. I didn't. I really did not feel a single ounce of conviction. Um, but as the more later on, as time progressed on my walk, I started feeling that type of conviction and, you know, to each its own. And it's like, when I realized back where I wasn't, there was a season where God was just so, so much grace to me, you know, I've been smoking for a couple of years now. And it's like, when I was doing that, like, I never felt a conviction, like I said, but at the same time, I really wasn't, I really didn't have that many obligations, to be honest. Like I didn't, I wasn't running a business. I did not have a podcast. I did not have a whole company. I didn't like, there was so much that I, I didn't have people looking up to me. Let's keep it a buck. Like I didn't, I wasn't a steward of that much. And I think the more territory God was blessing me and granting me with, and God was like, yeah, in some season, it's like God literally for me was like, yeah, in some seasons I let it slide, but now we got work to do and stuff to do. So this got to go. And for, let me just end with this. And like I said, I'm going to do a whole episode on this with Jay very, very, very soon. So stay tuned. Let me just say this. You can, you have free will to do whatever you want to do. Okay. You could, if you want to keep smoking, if holding on to that thing is is, is is that important to you, go ahead and do it. Let me just, because this is your life. But I would be lying if I told you that holding on to marijuana would be you missing out on the fullness of your life. And let me, let me just say it hurts. It hurts and it burns. And let me, oh God, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Let me end with this. It's not going to be easy. It, it hurts. It burns. And I literally was telling Jay this one time, y'all. And I cannot wait to like, there's been so many instances and stories, guys, that this was literally God. But I'm not going to even talk about it on this episode. I'm going to save it for the future episode. But literally, God spoke to me in so many different ways when it came to this weed situation and letting it go. But it was one point where I literally had, I had the, like the rest of my bag and I was like going to throw it away and it, and it burned. And I realized I got the revelation. God was like, uh, yeah, of course it's going to burn some things in this life. You're going to have to give up and it's going to hurt. It's going to really hurt. and It's going to burn. But I sent Jesus. I sent my only son to die for you. Blood was shed so that you could live. A life was given an innocent life because Jesus never sinned so I could live so yeah you're gonna have to it's gonna burn oh yeah it's gonna burn because a, a life was given up and that's the thing a lot of people don't want to fight the burn a lot of people don't want to go on the other side of burn oh I can't I can't imagine myself going three months without smoke that's gonna be too hard uh -uh, I can't do it you're avoiding the burn that we're literally supposed to face sacrifice 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 and it's like there is so much when you just give it up and surrender, then you really experience the fullness. It's like you can keep with sin, period. And, 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 and this is wherever sin applies in your life. So maybe you don't smoke, but wherever you have sin, because we're all sinners, there's we all are born of sinful flesh. So you, we have to get rid of the sin and Jesus defeated sin. So it's like wherever in your life that you have sin, if you, I'm so sorry, y'all. If you have sin and it's like, 
it's 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 blocking you from the fullness of your life point blank period and this is why god wants us to get rid of sin because you're missing the mark you're missing god's fullness of your life so if and and this is where the enemy was deceiving me and i know i keep saying i'm gonna end here but y'all but the holy spirit is flowing this is where the enemy was deceiving me I was like, well, I have a lot. I, I got a lot going on for myself. You know, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty successful. I got, I'm, I, I'm good where I'm at. Maybe I could do everything right and keep marijuana in my life because I like getting high from time to time. You know, let me just keep it. I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I could, you know, this is, I like this. I like where I'm at in my life. And that is such a demonic thought because it's like, I cannot settle. There's so much that God wants to make me see and experience. And the place that God has prepared for you, some things and some people can come along. I know a lot of people say some people can make it at the top with you either. Some habits can make it at the top with you either. They got to be left behind. Like there were seasons where I could smoke and I could like, even though I really shouldn't have been doing it. God gave me grace, but God was like, yeah, no more of that. Like you really got to at some point, let it go. And God did not force me. This is something I had to do. I think a lot of time we ask God, God, take it away, take it away. But God is a gentleman. He cannot snatch something out of your hands that you're gripping onto. And I realized at a point in time, my heart was desiring this thing. I desired to smoke. And God gives us the desires of our hearts. And this is why we got to keep God close and let him transform our hearts. Because our hearts are deceitful. There's people who desire smoking marijuana who are now slaves to this thing. And I, and it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart because I know we can all think of somebody right now who's a slave to this thing. Let's keep it real. Wiz Khalifa, I love you, but you're a slave to marijuana. You are a slave. And we talk about so much about freedom. I'm so free. I want to be free. But the enemy has you in a matrix. You're deceived. Because you're not really free because you can't even say no to this thing. And as much as it hurts, you got to say no. You know? So that's my two cents on marijuana, man. It is sin. It is sin. I'm coming out and saying it. I know this may hurt a lot of my, my weed heads, my weed smokers. And some people that's listening to the show, we probably got high before together. Hey, this is God. Hey, man, like God has been dealing with me on this. It's the truth. And, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, you can choose to do what you want to do with this marijuana stuff. And it's so funny because I went a long time without it and then I smoked. And then after I went a long time without it and I smoked, I was like, God, this is lame. Like this feeling is nothing compared to what the Holy Spirit can give me. And I think like the enemy wants us to settle for, because we know the enemy is a counterfeit. So we're searching, searching for this feeling, right? And that's why we get high. We want to, we want that feeling of being high, but you could be high off the spirit guys. And I'm not kidding. And I know this sounds super lame. And I saw this sounds super whack. And I know the thought of being sober is like, what the heck? No substance at all. I know it sounds super weird and super crazy. And me, myself, it sounds super crazy. But, hey, God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. Um, I definitely believe that, you know, I know that for a fact that, the, that you can be high off the spirit. It gives you a feeling like never before. And it, it surpasses whatever marijuana can give you or them popping them peels and them zans give you. And another thing, I know a lot of people try to talk about marijuana. And then, well, I'm not popping pills and popping zans or I'm not a crackhead. It's all the same thing. 
you all have a dependence on something and you all are a slave to that. Uh, you are, are, you all are a slave to something, to a substance that is not God. You all are idolizing something. So it doesn't matter if you pop pills or if you do marijuana, if you drink lean, it's the same thing. All sin is weight the same. So can we stop this like narrative? And I think that's the thing about some marijuana smokers. They think that, well, I'm not, I'm not smoke snorting crack. No, you're not, but you still have this dependence on this thing that is not God. Let's keep it real and keep it a buck, okay? So guys, that is all the answers, I mean, questions I'm answering today on the show. And yeah, so let's jump into our Bible breakdown. What's poppin' fam? So this week on the Bible Breakdown segment, we are going to be talking about Mark. Now, Mark is a great book in the Bible. Right now, I've been reading it this week. I'm on chapter two. And basically, the purpose behind the book of Mark is to present the person, work, and teachings of Jesus. It shows a lot so far. What I'm picking up is the the amazing work that Jesus has done, the miracles. And I think one thing that is just really so beautiful about Mark is in learning about Jesus is knowing that his spirit is very much so alive. It's he's very much so living and seeing how Jesus walked and, and, and lived with such authority. He knew who he was and his words hold so much weight. And, you know, this week, I just want to share the revelation that God um, put on my heart and gave to me when I was reading this. And I just want to share it with you as well. Now, when it comes to the book of Mark, there was a part where Jesus was basically healing a man with leprosy. Now, back in this time, um, people, leprosy was like a, a, a terrible skin condition and um, it was like a disease. It was, it was a disease. And say, if you were a person who had leprosy, you were deemed as unclean. So technically clean people did not surround or mix themselves with unclean people, aka people of leprosy. So these people were pretty much off to themselves or off with other lepers, but they were pretty much excluded um, from the normal population because the normal population thought, oh, if you got leprosy, you're dirty, get out of my face. And that really was the gist. And one thing we know who Jesus was, Jesus sat with everybody. Jesus sat with sinners. And he even says something in one point in Mark that he did not... Um, healthy people do not need doctors it's the, the those who are sick and you know the sinners that's who Jesus was, was spent his most of his time with but one thing one thing that I love so much so much so much about um this uh about the healing that he did and the revelation that I'm pulling from now this is going to be in Mark chapter one and it's the story of the uh, Jesus healing the man with leprosy it starts at verse 40 but where I'm going to be pulling from it is going to come from 41 so basically the man with leprosy asked Jesus he said if you're willing um if, if you are willing you can make me clean and first and foremost one of the things that really sparked um that really sparked my um interest or my, sparked my mind was how Jesus responded to that now it said that like I said the man asked him the man with leprosy he asked if you are willing you can make me clean and mind you he said if you are willing and then in the next line it literally says Jesus was indignant 
And I looked what that meant was. And that's another thing. Whenever you're reading the word, look up the definitions. If you don't know something, it does not hurt to look up something on Google and look up the definitions of that thing. And the definition of what indignant means is anger or annoyance provoked by what is perceived as unfair treatment. And that kind of pricked my heart because it's like, God, why were you feeling anger or annoyance, annoyance from that question? And I feel like I was saying, God responded to me and said, it's because he asked if you're willing and God is like, I'm always willing. God is always willing to come help us and to come save us. He's really just waiting on us to open the door or give him the opportunity to do that. So now when I think of how Jesus was indignant, it's like he, and mind you, it says Jesus was indignant. He reached out his hand and touched him. So it's like, I feel like Jesus was like, duh, of course I'm willing, like come here. And like he touched him, right? And Jesus literally said, I am willing. And this is the part that shakes me so much. He said, I am willing. Then all Jesus said after that was this, be clean. And check this out in line 42. What does it say? It says, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. Y'all, let's go back. Let's go back. Not only did Jesus say he's willing, so this is, and we have to remember, this is what God, this is who God is. This is God. So God is willing. If there is some place in your life where you need healing, where you need deliverance, God is willing. And the fact that we're asking God, if you're willing, like God is looking at us like, are you crazy? Like, keep it real. God is like, uh, duh. Do you know who I am? Do you understand how much I love you? Of course I am willing. But that's not the, the the part that gets me. And there's so many other places in so far in the book of Mark where you see Jesus just casting out demons by simple two, three word statements because the word of Jesus, the voice of God himself holds so much weight. Demonic forces must submit to him. And to know that I have that same authority because I am a kingdom citizen, you must submit to me. All Jesus said was be clean. He he laid his hands on him and said, be clean. And look what it said in line 42. Immediately, the leprosy left him. Immediately. And the revelation that God gave me that I want to share with you guys for today's Bible breakdown is this, that though Jesus was, and we always hear about how Jesus healed people. He gave sight to the blind. He healed the sick. He healed the paralyzed people. And usually Jesus, he calmed the storm by just words, just speaking, it's showing, and God showed me, I think I was saying, Jasmine, I want my people to understand that my word, my word holds weight. And it's not with just situations, but it's when God is telling us to do something, his word holds weight. When God says, don't do something, his word holds weight. God's word holds weight. When God speaks, Oh my goodness, it holds so much weight. Whether if it's him denouncing spirits, whether it's him giving you the next command with your next business move, whether it's him telling you what's next for you in your future, God's word holds weight. It is the truth. It is the light in this dark world. Nothing can surpass it. Nothing can surpass it. Even demons, even Satan himself, the devil himself, who was very much so real, the devil himself knows that God is real. 
The devil himself knows that God is real and the devil himself knows the power in God's words. And to understand and know that this book, the whole Bible is the word of God. And to know that Jesus healed sickness by saying, be clean, two words, and immediately it fled. And we got the whole Bible, which is his God's word, God's word. It just shows how much this book holds weight. I tell you guys, we live in a fallen state. I know people, and so, you know, people are always going to try to try to quote unquote debunk the Bible or whatever. And, and Jay tells says this all the time, which I think is so true: is whatever you're looking for in the Bible, you're going to find. The Bible is like the most spiritualist book out there. I know people like go on Amazon and look up look up how to you know, tap into themselves and stuff. But if you, the Bible is really all you need. And I love it. It's like, I don't want to say magic because I know that that's like not like not who God is, but like, I'm saying like, it reveals the Bible will read you. So it's like, if you're looking in the Bible to debunk and find loopholes or quote unquote, you're going to lock yourself out of the revelations that's hidden inside this beautiful book, because it's all about a heart posture and that's all you're going to find. And that's what I love. That's what I love so much. But if you come in the heart posture, God, I want to hear your voice. I want to see you speak to me. It doesn't matter how many times you read a certain chapter, each time you'll get a different revelation. I promise you. This is a living book. It's the most spiritualist book out there. If you really want to be the spiritual being, tap into your spirituality, read the Bible. Study this Bible. This Bible is it, it, it is a crazy beautiful book that takes you inside a world unknown it takes you literally right into the spirit and it is the word of god and i know like i said people are going to try to debunk it people are going to try to give you so many reasons to lose faith in this bible this whole this whole journey um the enemy is going to try to test your faith on this word and i know some of the stories sound super crazy and hard to believe but your faith is what saves you and that's all god is saying god is just saying have faith in me and to have faith truly you have to humble yourself and humility is truly one thing that god wants us to do and that's truly what it means to be a servant is just humble yourself really somebody was born of a virgin a, a virgin gave birth really yeah right it sounds foolish i know but god uses the foolish things to confound the wise and your faith in these crazy obnoxious stories is literally what saves your soul you don't need intellect to understand the Bible. You just need a heart posture that's ready to receive. So that is what's coming from uh, this Bible's breakdown. I, I was pulling from Mark chapter f- 1, verse 41 through 43. Jesus literally said, be clean. And immediately the lef- leprosy left the man and he was cleansed. Immediately. Jesus's word holds weight. So whether if it's Jesus healing you from sickness or if Jesus is giving you the move for what you need to do or what you need to stop doing, follow the word of God. Don't follow the voice of nobody else but God. God's word holds weight. Okay.
I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode here on the Babbling with Jazz podcast. This Sunday, I am babbling with Damien Gross. He is a disability lifestyle influencer, actor, and model. We have a great conversation about confidence and defeating the odds despite what other people are saying about you. Damien is one of my good friends. If you guys uh, are on Twitter, if you guys have seen like... um. He went viral for the push-ups. He was doing, uh, he did nine push-ups. And then he even uh, started the hashtag 10 push-ups for Damien challenge. So he's an amazing person. I'm glad to call him my friend. Um, so that's coming up next week. If you have not listened to the Trusting the Process series, part one, part two, and part three are all streaming right now. Like I said, this is the last episode before my birthday. So whoo, I'm so excited to turn and begin this new chapter of my life. Um, so guys, send me some love, uh, share this uh, podcast with your friends, your family, and just take into consideration everything that I said. Um, I tell you guys all the time, um, I am just, I'm just learning how to truly be a full vessel for God and just truly being obedient to everything that he says. And when you just are super obedient to everything he says, no matter how bad you want to do things your own way, that is when you truly live a blessed life. That is when you live in favor. I want to be in the point where miracles is my daily life. Like I want to live in miracles. Like I want to live in the fullness of my life. And the only way I can live in the fullness of my life is to get away from sin, which is literally missing the mark, which is literally missing the fullness of my life. That is why God is saying get away from sin. We're born of a sinful flesh. So of course it may be hard for us or of course it may seem unfair or crazy. Our design, this atmosphere, we live in a sinful atmosphere, that's what I'm saying. This walk is not the sweetest, I promise, but it's the most worth it. And the more that you follow God, oh my gosh, the more that you literally get a heart like him. And it's like sin now, it hurts his feelings. It's like, God, I have such a close connection with you and I know you on an intimate level. So for me to sin is like, I'm cheating on you. It's like you cheating on your girlfriend or your boyfriend. That's literally what sin is with God. Because God is like, here, I've promised you to, I promise to give you the fullness of your life. Just follow me. And sin is literally us committing an action, deceiving ourselves into committing an action that is not of God and is not is is not of what who God is. Cheating. You're literally cheating. So keep that same energy. You know how if you have been cheated on or you don't want to be cheated on. Think and imagine how God feels. And God knows he ain't going nowhere because he's madly in love with us. Keep that into consideration, guys. I love you guys so, so, so much. Stay tuned. Make sure to follow the Aligned and Fine Instagram page. It's Aligned and Fine on Instagram. A lot of good content is coming on that page. I have courses dropping next month. I did push back the launch date for Aligned and Fine because, guys, I don't want to rush nothing. I don't want to watch none of God's plans, but I promise you it is going to be a great, amazing launch and it is definitely well worth the wait. I have a wait list sitting up right now. Um, if you want to connect with me, work one-on-one and get in alignment with the very fullness of your life. Let's do it. I'm ready to work only if you are. So guys, I love you guys so much. Make sure to send in the questions for babbling with jazz. I mean, for the Axe Jazz segment and just stay true to yourself. Positive vibes only. And you already know what it is. Be in alignment with the perfect will for your life which is god's will i love you guys forever